You're listening to the Living Inside Out podcast and I'm your host, Toks Aruture. This is episode 61. Welcome to the Living Inside Out podcast where we believe our gifts are given to help us and others navigate the challenges of life. Episode 61 is finding treasure in dark places which is a continuation from the previous episode looking back to finish well hi people what is happening how have you been how's your week been really it should be how have your weeks been because it has been a minute I'm in holiday mode. I've just returned from Lagos, Nigeria, and I'm still on fire. (laughs) Not from the temperature, but from all that Lagos represents. Because you see, if you're not familiar with Lagos, let me describe it. It is a drug. (laughs) Highly potent and incredibly intoxicating along with some very serious side effects. (laughs) So although you have to deal with the side effect of traffic and our unique brand of Niger craziness, you'll find yourself going back again and again and again. It was so bad for me this time that on my way back to England, I began searching for tickets to return in November or December. So if that's not a drug, tell me, tell me what that is. So I attended my class reunion, which was my primary reason for going. I left school, command secondary school in the north of Nigeria, which is a military boarding school, not knowing if I'll ever see my friends again. And we have seen each other. So we had our first reunion four years ago in Abuja. Of course, social media has helped and have just had the second one. And it was way better than anything I could imagine. There were so many lessons to be learned from the experience. But the one that sits at the top of my mind is learning to cherish relationships. Because when you leave school at the age of 16, You have a decade or two, maybe, of selfish goals and dreams. And it's all about us and how, you know, all about you and how you can progress and get your career up and running and have your family and so on. And we are mostly inspired to change our world as opposed to the world. That will come later. So when you get into your 40s, You start to have this need to make a difference in the lives of others. And that's also when people start to die. Death becomes more frequent, less shocking and more meaningful in the effects that it has on you. And so getting older means that we are becoming more intent with our friendships, our relationships, and we recognize even more intently, I guess, the fragility of the human life. But Lagos is fun. 
It is alive. And if you're looking to have a celebratory time, we Lagosians know exactly how that is done. I attended a beautiful, lavish wedding with my brother. It was lavish in culture and lavish in spend. Colourful, packed with a guest list of the who is who in Lagos, maybe Nigeria, and over a thousand two hundred guests. And the food, the food. I have never, ever, ever, ever had such good food at a wedding before. The variation, the taste, the temperature, it was steaming hot and it was just perfect and fresh and rich. <laughs> I think I put on a few pounds on that day alone. And then I extended my stay beyond the reunion. So I had the wedding, then I had my reunion which was amazing, seeing everyone and just being with people that I had formed relationships or friendships with at a time when there was no cynicism in our lives. If you think about it, I think that the friendships that are made in childhood are extremely special because you haven't yet learned to be cynical and doubtful or, you know, suspicious of people. You just are authentic naturally as a child and your friends are also authentic and you know the love is just so real. The other type of friendships that are special are the ones that are born during a time of adversity. There is something very raw and real when it comes to building relationships during trials and so I cherish my friends, I cherish the people in my life and then I stay beyond Again, because of my parents, I've got my mom and dad, thankfully, still very much with us. They're in excellent health. They're octogenarians, so they're both in their 80s now. <laughs> and, you know, I don't get to see them as often as I want to because they live in Nigeria. I live abroad, but I do see them as frequently as possible. And so any opportunity to go to Lagos, to go to Nigeria, I've got to consider my parents as well. I could never imagine myself going there and not extending my stay to spend time with them. And that was beautiful. I also got to have <laughs> the most original jollof rice ever at a restaurant called Afefeyeye. Now, let me describe the jollof rice. Okay, are you listening? Good. <laughs> First of all, it has more of an orange hue to it as opposed to the deep orange slash almost red color that most jollof rice dishes have and then it's made from local rice and not the perfectly polished american easy cook or long grain that is just every grain is exactly the same color and size and shape and then there were pieces of meat in it and finally it had some leaves as well and I'm not quite sure if it was spinach. I don't know what kind of leaves it was, but it was just so divine. It was really tasty. I, I'm not a huge fan of rice in this season of my life. Like I'm not eating a lot of rice. I do love rice, but that day I didn't play with that meal. It was really good. And then if I had to describe the restaurant itself, I would sum it up as being a piece of Africa within Lagos. It's like a piece of Africa in itself. Richly decorated in 100% Nigerian materials from the Eni, which is the mat for the non-Yoruba listeners. The mat that forms the ceiling to the Adire covered chairs 
and the beautiful hand-painted wall murals featuring Nigerian legends like Fela and others in the creative industry. Oh, and they serve your food in wooden bowls and with wooden cutlery. I'm not going to go on about the wood decor and the general vibe because when I start getting into interiors, I don't stop. And also emotions, the emotions that the place evokes is just this very warm, rich, homely, playful, friendly. You kind of go there and you feel like you're going to a friend's home, which has a large bar and a massive kitchen where food is served and there are lots of waiters around. <laughs> and then they have live music on Thursdays and Fridays, which I did not get to be a part of because I left on a Wednesday. But if you go onto their Instagram page, you'll catch some clips from their live events and videos and stuff. I've left the links in my show notes. And oh, I haven't said welcome <laughs> to my first listeners my new listeners. Thank you for joining me. I hope the next 30 minutes will be glorious for you. I would love to know how you got to know about the podcast and what you think about it as well. So please write a review, give me a rating and also feel free to DM me. All of my contact details are in the bottom, but I'd really love to know your thoughts on this, your first episode and I'm going to send you to episode one and two to get to know more about me. But I thank you for listening. And I thank my regular listeners for coming back. So in the previous episode, I handpicked some personal lessons, which I learned from January to March. I was trying to do a half year review on important lessons that I learned, but then we only got as far as March. But today we're going to carry on with lessons learned from April to June. In April, I joined a Goal Achievers Mastermind group. Now, this really helped me to simplify my vision. It was also the month I said goodbye to Hera and Hazel, our pet rabbits. So I'd been coughing with, I had this reaction to something that had me coughing for five months. And I concluded that it was them <laughs> that I was allergic to. After countless tests and medications, no improvement, I had to let them go to a new home. And I totally went OTT on that one. Nearly got a private investigator to check out the family's history that was receiving them because I just could not imagine letting them go. They obviously, if you've got had pets before or if you have pets, you know what it feels like. They feel like a part of the family. And I felt so guilty and you know, was dealing with a lot of thoughts surrounding them. And I share this in a previous episode, can't remember what number. I came dangerously close to hiring a PI, <laughs> okay, but I didn't. And so I'm doing this Goal Achievers course and part of the exercise involved brainstorming the supporting acts, if you like, to our goals. For example, if you are seeking promotion at work, what do you need that will support you getting that promotion? Do you need to attend a course? Do you need to get some more certifications? Do you need a mentor? Do you need a sponsor? What do you need that's going to help you? So I had to brainstorm what I needed to fulfill my goals. And I know what I need even before the exercise started. Personally, don't know about you. I need, need a decluttered and clean space to be able to function at my optimum. I don't want to see stuff around. And those rabbits were not 
eat. Listen, those bunnies, those girls of mine, shed their fur about three times a year. And after a while, it began to feel like they were deliberately punishing us. And then they went from being fully potty trained to pooping everywhere in their hutch. And then one side of the bottom of the hutch broke. And so we had to prop it up with something else. And you could just tell that it was imperfect. And some of us are drawn to imperfection. Like in when you go walk into a house, you walk into a room. The first, I, I'm, I'm the one that would notice that the mirror hanging on the wall or the picture is slightly skewed or something is just not right. And so I was always drawn to the fact that their hutch had a broken part on it. And I was drawn to the fact that the floor of their hutch wasn't perfectly clean and there was it required a lot of cleaning regularly the boys had lost interest in keeping it clean thank you very much so it all fell to me and then we also had to watch our cables because they would bite a cable <laughs> and one of my sons said you know mom I would prefer if they beat the cable and chewed it but they just bite it to break it in half and then they move on <laughs> and so you couldn't leave your clothes hanging too low. If you drop something on the chair, they would bite it. They would chew on it. And it was becoming a real problem. Let's not even go into the fact that foxes were coming into the garden regularly, hoping for the day would slip up and let the rabbits out. So it was starting to become heavy. It was a lot. Their fur formed part of the clutter their hutch it was the natural brown wood and my kitchen is actually white and black so it just was no longer serving the purpose but since they've gone hmm, my kitchen is spotless and there isn't a fur in sight and so i learned that obedience in one area releases a blessing and a benefit in Another seemingly unrelated area, because for a long time I'd been considering letting them go and I knew they needed to go, but I struggled, you know, and I felt that their, the discomfort that I had to go through was simply payment. It was a price to pay for having pets and this is what happens when you have pets. So while I thought that letting them go had more to do with my allergies in reality, it had everything to do with my goals and my future. I have not in the last three years felt so free, just so relieved and liberated. And we can leave the sitting room door open if we want to, and we can leave the kitchen door open if we want to. My lesson in the month of April, in a nutshell, was that when you take intentional action in one area, it blesses and creates abundance in an unrelated area. So if you have recently planted some seed, don't stand rooted to the spot, waiting for it to blossom. Go about your business and then watch the fruit show up in another area of your life. That was April. On to May. The month of May was all about the pieces of your dreams. I had spent such an amazing time in the Lord's presence and here is what I learned. Number one, your dream existed before you were born and then God equipped you with all that you need to fulfill it. And so many of us find that we spend so much time looking for the components and the things that we need to take the next step 
or the person that's going to help us or the funds or the resources. If you can get yourself to believe in that you come prepackaged with everything you need to make that dream a physical reality, it will stop you from stalling and it will help you to move forward. The second thing I learned about dreams and desires is that your desires are given to you by God. They are not random. So you have to respect and honor the ideas that you carry, the ideas you carry, the dreams you're carrying, the desires that are deep within you. How about looking at them not as random, but looking at them as given to you specifically by God? And why would God give you an idea that's not going to be fully manifested? And it's not that it will happen. It's that you've got to make it happen. You have to put your hand to the plow. And I love this one. The third lesson I learned surrounding dreams is that it's not for you to enjoy imagining them. It's not for you to have the pleasure of talking about it. It's not for comfort. Those desires have a specific purpose and that is for manifestation. Every seed has got in within itself all that it's needed to become a fully grown tree or a plant or whatever it was predestined to become. And so when you think about your thoughts or your ideas as seeds and you crave to see it fully manifested, you're not just randomly thinking, oh, that would be nice. No, you're actually yearning for your future to be complete is what you're doing. So take it seriously. Four, as a child of God, you are always holy and you are always righteous and you are always worthy of that dream to come to pass. Really love that. This has helped me a lot even now, the consideration that I'm always holy and I'm always righteous and I'm always worthy because I'm God's child, because I've been purchased by the blood of Christ. And finally, the fact that God's grace will never run out because the awareness of this truth stops you from having a lack mentality. I think that many of us place so much emphasis on going for what we want, chasing the bag, achieving big goals. But did you know that your dreams are pieces scattered on your path? And as you journey to pick up the pieces and put the picture together, you've got to recognize those pieces for you to be able to do so. And the trouble occurs when you don't even know what they look like. If you don't study the full picture of your dream, how will you recognize the pieces? So I want to challenge you to leave with a mentality of awareness instead of one of chasing after something. Being aware means sharpening your radar, becoming conscious of what lies all around you. And it goes beyond recognizing those pieces, but it also includes recognizing people who have come to help you on your journey, as well as those that you are meant to help. Authenticity helps others to recognize you so they can pour into your life and support you. And awareness, on the other hand, helps you to recognize others. Both of these are essential in our walk. And finally, the month of June. June was rich. 
with precious gems, many of which I'm still meditating on. One night I found myself in the company of old and new friends and I had a moment as I observed everyone laughing and partying and chatting and it hit me that by God's grace we will all get older but some of us will also evolve. As we age we will acquire knowledge but there is a level of growth that some of us will not experience because it lies on the other side of pain. Everyone talks about and expects progress. There is steady progression that occurs every day. Even if you don't make any effort at all, you are constantly changing. We are getting older. We're gaining life experiences. We're increasing our knowledge. You can sit in front of the television and your knowledge will increase. You can stay on Google all day long and your knowledge will increase. But don't mistake acquiring of knowledge or aging for evolving. It's not the same. And knowledge is not the same as wisdom because knowledge is information coming into you from the outside while wisdom produces truth from your inside. Wisdom is also when you apply knowledge at the risk of a discomfort to yourself. So you can acquire knowledge, but you cannot really be taught wisdom because it requires self-sacrifice and experience and a heart that seeks after wisdom. I also observed that there can be a lot of activity around an issue, but increased activity does not equal improved outcomes. And so when there's movement around the subject of change, but no actual change is made, the thing will age, it will acquire years, if you like, become vintage even, but it will remain stagnant or might even begin to deteriorate. And so I find that these days I'm becoming really sensitive to, I want to call it the deception of acquiring wisdom. You know, social media presents us all with an opportunity to discourse and discuss and, you know, have conversations and share our knowledge and tell people off and correct them and you know, prove that this other person is wrong or they've got wrong information. That's what the whole social media world is. Very often it feels like a competition of who has the most knowledge or who can spew out the most knowledge. And so I'm in a season where I'm trying really hard not to deceive myself into thinking that just because I'm growing in my knowledge of whatever it is I'm growing in, that I don't mistake that for becoming wiser or some sort of evolution going on in my life. I think that we need to be cognizant of the temptation to show off our knowledge, to acquire even more knowledge. I'm all for reading books. I don't read a lot of books. I read a few good books over and over and over because there was this time in my life where I felt I needed to start looking within and pulling out what was inside of me as opposed to 
taking other people's experiences and filling my mind with it. I needed to get to know myself and I needed to trust that there were solutions within me that were unique to my specific problem that no one else could help me with. I also had no choice in that season but to christen the word problems with lessons because it seemed that my entire life was back to back to back to back problems, difficulties, issues and I ran the risk of falling into that pit that so many people have done when they say nothing good ever happens in their life. I resolved that those dark places were actually dark caves containing treasure and if I was patient enough and I looked intently I would find them. I encourage you to have the same attitude too because we're here God willing for a very long time and the Bible does say that in this life you will face many challenges. So if you're not yet in the habit of searching for lessons or precious gems now is a good time to start but it doesn't start by you searching. It starts by you believing that all around you there are precious gems. I discover my gems through thinking and then writing. <laughs> or sometimes I just start to write and then it shows up. I cannot recommend journaling enough. Proverbs 18.4 says, The words of a man's mouth are deep waters. Deep waters. The fountain of wisdom is a bubbling brook. And so reaching deep into your heart to pour out the wisdom or rather to pull out or draw out the wisdom that's stored in there is very powerful because you have a reservoir that's waiting to bless you and chaperone you as you navigate this path called life. I believe that every challenge carries within it the solution, but it takes a willing person to shut out the noise from the outside and then attune their ear to the voice on the inside, which is the voice of the Holy Spirit. God created you to produce, not acquire. The world's view of becoming wealthy is that you increase by amassing, but I want to challenge you to change that thinking and understand and believe that you increase by producing. We are commanded to be fruitful and multiply. We are not commanded to hoard. I have an announcement. Get Unstuck. My Mindset Mentoring Program will be open for registration on the 30th of July. And so keep your eye out for that. Let's connect on social media or head to my website, talksarotory.com and join the mailing list so you can get the notifications or sign up when it's up. You are simply amazing, beautiful inside and out. Thank you for listening. Till next time.